You're listening to the Beyond the Profi podcast, where we help you out of career burnout so that you can reclaim your personal freedom while pursuing your passion. I'm your host, Jasmine Haley, entrepreneur, influencer, and educator that will help empower you with our interviews, strategies, and straight talks. If you're ready to push past your comfort zone to your greatness, you have found the right podcast. Stay tuned and listen in. Hey, this is Jasmine Haley, your host of the Beyond the Profi podcast. And this week's episode is with Tanya Lanthier, RDH. She is the founder and CEO of Dental Post, uh, the industry's premier and largest online and mobile job board, connecting and educating more than 750,000 job seekers and 50,000 dental offices in the U.S. and Canada. Now, what's not written here is the fact that I know this from watching her. She was listed with uh, for four years right now in a row by Inc. 5000 as the fa- one of the fastest growing companies that are out there, y'all. Private, She's a- private companies. Private, private, <laughs> private companies. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. And she's not only what really makes her re- remarkable is the fact that she's a registered dental hygienist turned entrepreneur. Her passion truly lies in improving other people's lives and helping dental professionals build teams that excel. She's a member of the American Dental Hygienist Association. She's a supporter of AACD's Give Back a Smile program and volunteer at several charitable organizations, including Georgia Mission of Mercy, and Ben Mansell Clinic. She is a board member of the Oral Cancer Cause and Dental Entrepreneur Woman. Welcome, Tanya, to the show. Thank you, Jasmine. Thank you for having me today. I, I'm, I'm through the moon. I'm happy you said yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm in my, um, I'm in my uh, room at the AACD, so I came back to my hotel room to do this. <laughs> I appreciate you. I know you're a busy you're woman and, you, and you're traveling, but I, I can't wait for the listeners to be able to hear the message that you're going to share today, because I know that it resonates with me. It's going to resonate with so many people on so many levels. I want to first really dive into the fact that for me personally, knowing as an entrepreneur, my mindset has been one of the biggest journeys of trying to maintain it, being a positive mindset and going over some of the hurdles that happen as you're starting a business. So I'm, I'm three years in, you have a lot more years of experience, but to be listed as a, a private company, fastest growing private company, one of the fastest growing private companies among many other individuals. And for you to be a a woman and a mom genist, you know, raising a family, how do you even get to that place? And what would you what, what would be some words of encouragement for those who are battling with that? Because women in particular, there's a podcast that talks about women who have an issue with talking about sales. I've been one of those asking for what we're worth. We're in a male dominated industry. Even though they say it's female dominated, the ones that are making the decisions in our industry are the males. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so like, how do you get to the, that place? I know it's not a one stop you know, answer, but there's got to be something that helps pull, pull you towards that. You know, I think mostly everybody's success and who they are goes back to where their, their childhood. 
um, I, uh, when I was eight years old, I knocked my teeth out um, on a bicycle wreck. I was at a friend's house and uh, I couldn't touch the bike, barely touched the ground on the bike, went down a hill, hit a parked car, knocked me and number eight out. And um, when I went to the hospital, they had to sew me up. I had stitches in my chin. I, um, I chipped everything in the front, lost number eight. And then that team was so good to me. Um, that was when I decided I wanted to, um, and they, they eased my fears. I wanted to become a hygiene or dent, in dentistry. I didn't know at the time what I wanted to be. Um, and my mom didn't have the money to fix my teeth. And so kids made fun of me. And um, I think that um, my mom also had OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder, which was debilitating. She um, would wash us um, and she would, she would throw our toys away. And um, my mom had an idea that the germ was a person, was my father. And wherever he lived and anything that was made there, if we came across it, was contaminated. So she would, if we went to a store and there were duck head shirts, duck head shirts were made in where my dad was from. So she wouldn't take the money back. Or we walked behind a car and it said, the county of where my dad was from, she would throw our shoes away and we'd go home and take a bath or two. Um, I spent my life like that and I watched her in her head trapped and, you know, not her not having the money to fix my teeth and the team was good to me and my mom trapped. I just, I wanted to be free. I wanted to be free and, and my why comes from helping others. Um, I, I, I wanted my mom to be okay. And so my sister and I always worked together to get around her. And she actually made me a great hygienist because I was a very clean child. And um, I learned what her fears were. And when you're in the chair with a patient, you can figure out what their fears are and their motivations really quick. It's, it's cosmetic, money, health. And then their fear is what drives that. And when you're a hygienist and you can really kind of start asking them questions, figure out what their communication skills are, which I use DISC for that. Um, you can really know how to talk to the patient and move them in the direction of, to give them better, you know, to make them understand how to take better care of themselves and what they need by mm -hmm. knowing their needs, mm -hmm. where they come from. So I don't know yeah. if that answered your question. Um, kind of went down yeah. a road where, where it, I, you it know, works, it gels and I'll bring you back in. Okay. <laughs> if I, have to. I know we're women. We like to talk and we'll get off the tantrum. So. That's a great thing about being on here. You know, I, I love it. I love it being free flowing, but yeah, I totally get it. And I think one of the things that makes us unique as, as dental professionals, we have to be able to identify that and be able to speak to people on a different level because for most for most of us we all have you know not most of us for the general population there's some fear associated with with getting dentistry but you know just going back to you taking that leap of of faith and and going into entrepreneurship one of the things that uh, tends to affect us is when we self-sabotage um, or when we get into that analysis paralysis. So you were explaining how your mother's, um, and, and if you guys have ever read her, you need to read her article she wrote for Do Life magazine, where she explains a little bit more in detail, but your mother's 
caged mind, was that a push for you to push past any of those doubts and fears that came your way? Yeah, yeah I believe that's what kind of driv- drove me to probably succeed in life. Um, where I watched my mom, she didn't, she didn't have a, that was her only worry. It's kind of like a smoker. No, no offense to smokers here, but you know, it's like a smoker. You, 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 you kind of, you, you lay out your day on getting that smoke in, you know, okay, I'm going to the bathroom, then I'll get a smoke in. I'm going to eat and then I get a smoke in. I'm going to get a break. I'm going to get the smoke in. It controls you. And I never wanted to be controlled by anything. Um, and I wanted freedom to make tr- my choices. She didn't have freedom to make choices. She didn't have freedom to, to, to build wealth or for her family. It was always around the OCD and what's contaminated. And my sister and I learned to get around her. Um, but a lot of my why and my drive comes from seeing that. And plus I had my grandparents on the side that were, you know, live next door and they were farmers and they, you know, cooked for us and loved us. And, you know, and here's mom over here and we're like trying to manage her a little bit and, but she's managing us really from, you know, her aspect. It was just sad to see that happen. Um, but you know, a lot of my, drive comes from just improving people's lives. And that's where I want my mom to be okay. I want everything to be great for my sister, great for me, you know, for my patients, for my family, for my friends. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'm, 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 I'm not too busy to ever help anybody. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's so you know, commendable I, because uh, there's so many people that get to a level of success and they don't, really have any time to really connect with people on a human level. Yeah. And I have lost my time. I have lost a lot of my time because um, I have to really pull back and I mark off a day. Sometimes a half a day for me, because if you don't do that, you can't help others. And um, I had to learn to do that because I was drowning. And I think a lot of people, a lot of women, we over function. We don't ask for help from our our spouses. We don't ask for help from our boyfriends, but in in reality, as a woman, men want to help actually. But if we take it away from them and, you know, it's like, it's, it's like taking away, you know, it's an enable. You you can't just go, okay, I'll do it. You have to go, would you please help me? And, And just be vulnerable and humble. And usually people will step up and, and fill the gaps where you need. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And that's one of the things that I've changed this year is really trying to collaborate more. Um, Because there's something really beautiful about when you meet other like-minded people who are, are in alignment with your values and not feeling alone in the process. Because entrepreneurship, when you're starting off, it can be lonely, you know, and (laughs) it's hard to kind of have the simple conversations and I'm not saying they're simple, meaning that they're inferior, but just the conversations associated with just clinical care. Whereas now your mind starts evolving and changing and it's like people don't understand some of the mind frame you have to be in in order to continue to pay yourself (laughs) or perhaps the employees that you're working with. So, you know, I, 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 as I'm listening to you and I'm hearing you talking, you know, we have the side where we have to fight against ourselves, but then there's also the ugly side that kind of happens when you're breaking barriers in the industry that's not dominated 
by power players that are that are females. So let's I want to have some real straight talk as I say in my my series about some of the challenges that arise and what's happening with some of our our colleagues that can happen in the operatory, but it's also happening when you start venturing out in different levels. Uh, yeah, and it all goes it's tied back to ego with most people. And the ego, there's a great book that I read. It's called the Ego's the Enemy. And whether it's a woman or a man, um, ego gets in the way. When I was practicing for one dentist, um, I had, uh, you know, somebody would come in and go, oh, I love Tanya. She's the best hygienist ever. And I know this happens to a lot of you hygienists out there. And the doctor comes in and they're needing a, they're needing a stroke. And there's a, there's an old saying, never, never shine, never shine bigger than your master. And, and, and I, I, I learned that because it's actually true when you're working with somebody that has such a big ego that doesn't recognize it. It's just easier to go, you know what? He needs the, he needs the ego struck and I don't, and I'm okay with it. And then when you, I think, come to that terms, when you say, you know what? I'm okay with it. And I do a great job and my patient loves me. then you're more of a leader. You've evolved past the person you're working for and you're actually in control and you've got to look at it that way. you you actually have the control. The other person's out of control because they have this ego that is just controlling them. Mm-hmm. So that's the way I look at it. Um, I actually quit one of my jobs um, because my relationship with the doctor was more important. He was a good guy but I had a patient come in saying, I love Tanya, I love Tanya. And then uh, that patient left. And then I go back to get him to check my other patient and I'm walking with him to the operatory. And he all of a sudden says that pocket on the distal of 28 was a four instead of a three. And I was just like, I thought, why would he be like pointing that out after the patient's gone? And it, and four and three, one millimeter is like me and you arguing on they're going to dinner and it's two cents. Now, if your need comes from being accurate or being right, completely right, then there's an old saying, you can, you can be right or you can be married. Um, it's, it's the same way in life. Um, do you know what I'm talking about? You can That's be right funny. or you can be married. Um, so, but somebody's need, they come from being right. It's, they're, in, they're in hell is what I say. You know, they're, 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 they're fighting that, that perfect, they're perfectionist um, in them. You know, one millimeter is not going to make a difference. That's, there's a gray area there. So anyway, I looked at him and I said, thank you for pointing that out. And then just went on my, about my day. Didn't carry it with me. Didn't, but, but at that moment, I realized that his ego was needing to push me down a little bit and kind of just correct me. Whereas one millimeter didn't make a difference in all the problems that we have in the office. That was so teeny little skin you know it's small so yeah um, so how do we move past that you know even because you know the people that are listening to this podcast are people who want more who want to excel and it doesn't have to be just out of the op it could be in the op as well so you referenced the op but like what about for those of us who are trying to build like for instance just a few episodes ago i talked about how some of the cattiness that could happen in our industry things that could get me off focus with the higher purpose that I have, which is, is when I'm raising up, like there's only two directions. You're either pulling people up or you're pushing them down. Right. Yeah. Yes. There's, there's no other way. 
you know? And so for me as a person of color, as a woman, and often I'm the only person, maybe the only female or a person of color in the room, I can't focus on these ridiculous things that people are doing, even the energy that they're, that they're given. I have to stay laser focused Yes, because I have a small chance to make an impact that could eventually grow and inspire and help other people along the way. And it's like, I think it's a really hard thing. People get so discouraged and continuing further because of some real things that are happening in our industry. You can get caught in the quicksand is what I call it. It's like you get, it's, and again, we were talking offline a while ago, but it's like, if you imagine children by age two or three, um, or before age two or three, they're kind of free. They're, they're happy. They're free. There's nothing that gets them upset. They, if you, you know, tell them no, they kind of move on through and, and go about their happy self. But with, by age two or three, the poison of the parents start to seek in or a brother or sister or somebody that did something to you or life did something to you. And you carry that forward when you carry that forward, that's heavy. And if somebody touches that, it's like having a skin disease. They touch that, they touch it. It's painful. It hurts. And when you, when you can recognize that you have that and you can start to heal it and you can start to say, you know what? I have that. I own it and move forward through it. Um, you know, it's uh, it, being in dentistry, being and dealing with people, you're going to come across somebody that doesn't like you, or maybe they're having a bad day. They're going to bark at you or bite at you. When you can have tougher skin and just let it roll off, then that's when you're one. That's when you're, you're evolving, you're evolving, but you've got to do the work to get there. Um, you know, it's, 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 I, and I also think that if the more you experience, the more that you're going to be able to, um, you'll evolve faster and we all evolve at different rates. Um, but you know, it's, you know, if I, I've, there's some bullies in, in dentistry right now, they're bullying my girlfriends, they're bullying me. Um, and they go behind your back and I can get caught up in that and, and just reel in it. But I've stayed, like you said, laser focused on doing what I do. I help improve people's lives. I help them get jobs. I help them do their resumes. I help them be educated. I'm building a platform that a tool that gives back to people. It helps them get a job, put food on the table, pay their bills, take their kids on vacation. You know, those are the things that are important to me, not this bullying behind the scene. And that will take care of itself, I believe, because we're women in life. And these, these men that are out there and they, they, they talk about, you know, us like we're, you know, just that we don't have the capability to do what we're doing or, you know, that, or they create drama within, within the groups and and they're smart about it because that's how they do when we're dating sometimes too. They'll create the drama and the jealousy and the thing you can see through that. Then that will, that will work its way out. It'll just dwindle away Um, and stay focused on the, stay focused on the goal of what you want and get that stuff out of the way that gets in your way. Yes. I'm reading a book, um, Oprah's new book about the path to purpose or something like that. It, it is. Yes. And I'm, I do it audible. I love it because she has so many extras in there yeah. and it just really, you know, when you, when you understand what your purpose is, what your vision is for yourself, no one can get 
in between that, regardless of what they're doing. No yeah. one can get in between that. Oh. And oh, okay, go ahead, go ahead. So I was going to bring up like for women, we work in a very woman dominated environment and a lot of women are get really catty or bitchy. And you know what? I believe that you have the ability to show up. You can show up in a good mood. You can show up in a bad mood. You can let somebody ruin your day or you can not let somebody ruin that you choose. And it, what happens is people don't realize it's infectious. So you walk into the office, somebody did something bad to you. You bite at somebody else. That person takes on that negative energy. And then I believe coming from love or just say, Hey, I'm having a bad day, you know, and then go get your moment. But a lot of people like to love to pass it along and spread infection. It's, it's infection. Um, I believe that, you know, empowered women empower women. We lift where we stand. And, you know, a lot of women can't see the beauty in themselves because they're not happy with themselves. And that's when you get the, you get the, you know, the, the bad attitudes, you get the ones they see a pretty woman or they see a, a young girl coming in that's temping in the office. And all of a sudden they're lashing out at that girl and she has, she has nothing, she's done nothing. And it's all about how they feel about themselves. And when, when you're not good, you can't be good for others and you hurt the practice and you hurt the patients. Mm -hmm. and, and it is, it is a domino effect. And yeah. a lot of women don't get that aspect of it. Mm -hmm. And it's really, really sad. Um, I do an exercise with women where I make them stare at each other and I make them, I talk about like, you know, it's uncomfortable to stare at somebody in the eyes. And, but what I do is make them stand there for a minute and stare at each other. And I make them, I walk them through the thought process because all of a sudden they're thinking, Oh, this girl's pretty, that bitch, you know, she's got, sorry, I don't know if I can say that, but, um, <laughs> she, she's got a perfect body. <laughs> she's got a perfect body. She's got that. And then, but if you kind of go like this, I'll say, hey, what if this person wasn't going to be here tomorrow and ever again? What would you say to their family about this person? Then it changes the, the you know, your, your mechanism in your head to try to think to the positive. But we can train our, our minds to think positive and, and reprogram it. There's a lot of reprogramming, um, you know, events you can go to. There's a lot of reprogramming things you can listen to, to start reprogramming your brain to, to think for, look for the light. I call it, look for the good. Sorry, I went off on a tangent there. <laughs> no, it's, it's beautiful. You know, my, um, I'm as, as we're talking here, uh, I just received a text message from my husband whose cousin is, um, not going to make it. He is dealing with liver cancer and he's around 38 years old and i can't tell you enough to the listeners here that are listening um that you ultimately need to understand that it's you and the lord that has control over your life and no one else and that includes your professional life as well and when you are walking in your purpose as i was saying before and really understanding what kind of contribution you can make because everyone has some sort of contribution they're going to give to this earth today. Don't waste another second on any negativity, anyone that has any other issue other than people that are lifting up. Eventually, hopefully we pray. It's not your work to do. It's their work for them to get to a level or a place where they're truly 
taking each step with love and compassion and empathy towards others. I always so. say start with something small. Open a door for somebody. Buy, yeah. somebody a, buy somebody a coffee that looks like they're having a bad day if you're standing in line, you know? Yes. Um, you know, I had, I was in line at Starbucks and the girl in front of me bought me a cup of coffee and I drove up and she's like, he's like, the girl bought that coffee for you. And she, he said, she said she was passed to pass it on. It was just, you know, like it was just a gesture. I mean, it like, it makes you feel good. So, yes, um, absolutely. Yeah. I you appreciate know, that. You know, um, we have a lot of struggles in life and, you know, I started dental post. Um, I was struggling to get pregnant and, um, I started temping as a hygienist and I temped in over a hundred offices. So I got to see what, what was really going on in all these offices. I got to see the leaders that didn't show up. And when the leader didn't show up, it ricocheted through the staff too. And I think life's too short to work somewhere bad. Um, Amen. But then when the leader didn't show up, the people didn't, were, didn't care about the job. Then the, it trickled down to the patient care. Mm -hmm. And think about all the missed things. It just, it's, it's, it's a network effect. And then I'd see offices where the doctor would show up, you know, and they would, they took care of their team. They really pulled in people that have really like, um, core values and they made, they, they, and it trickled to the patient, the patient, the book was full. It was, the people got paid more, um, and it was just, it, it was just, you know, a, a great environment and you want to be and work in places that are positive and get rid of the negative people in your life, or at yes. least you can't get rid of them. At least put up boundaries. Boundaries are so important. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, that's a really great segue into what I saw at the Hinman, which is a new app that you have. And the fact that people can do a disc assessment. Um, so like when I, I didn't do a disc assessment until 2015. I had no clue who I was. <laughs> I mean, I knew, but I couldn't, I couldn't tangibly tell you like, these are like, list them out. Right. And yeah. so here I am reading it. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like someone punking me. I don't know if you remember that from MTV, but I felt like somebody was punking me and it was like, is like, this is like really accurate. And there's a lot of us that are walking out of school and they're walking out into these jobs and they don't understand that their personality will never fit into this box of an yeah. office. Yeah. And they're set up so much. I mean, like just better. I don't even know. That's not even proper English, but they're set up for success when they understand what their contribution is based on their strengths. Yeah. And I love that you have that a part of your app now. Yeah. Um, you know, I, when I first got out of school, I went into offices that were actually disc assessing their, their patients. So it was about, let's say what disc is, is D-I-S-C. And it's the, it's, and it was created by a mother and her daughter back in like, I think it was the 1800s. You can Google it and read. Wow. And, a, and another guy that was a psychologist took it and brought it more public. So, but I it see. was created by women. And Get so, no, yeah. <laughs> and then, and then the corporations, uh, took it and then there's D big I S C or little I S C. I think it is. Mm -hmm. That's a different one. I use the old version, which mm -hmm. is just simple. There's, there's four quadrants D I S C D D is for dominant. You're a dominant personality. You're the driver. You're, um, going to make things happen. Your action. 
Then you've got your eyes. Those are, those are your more like your salespeople. They love your cheerleaders. You know, they love beauty and things to be, you know, great. Then you have your S's. Your S's are your support people. You, you support, you want everything to be okay. You don't want any, you don't want any like craziness. You just want things to be calm and okay. And you'll, you'll do anything you can to make things right. Your C's are more your CPAs. They're your, they're detail people. A lot of teachers are like a DC. Um, you'll, they'll have dump, they'll have a results oriented and they'll drive it, but they also have the detail in there. Um, so, but you usually have one primary and then you'll have a secondary that's part of your personality. Um, I'm an ID, DI, I'm right. I, I flip back and wow. forth just one, one, one point. So <laughs> I'm kind of like, I love people. And so I love being out there, but then when I've got to come back and got to do all the decision-making, I can do the decision-making, but when I really get into the weeds of that, I'm, I find myself not quite as happy. So I've got, that's why I got Kyle that works for me. He's kind of a DID too. So yes. we, we, we pass the baton. We work really good together. Yeah. Um, but when you work for a, a dentist, I'm a, I'm a ID and right in the middle, I don't, I can work for a high D personality, but it weighs on me after a while. Mm. Um, and I, I usually like to work for a SC, ISC, because what I do is I can go in and I can help I can build up the hygiene department. I know how to make it where it's more efficient and profitable, where you take care of the patient and you take care of the practice and you take care of everything. I believe in a win, win, win. You, your patient wins, the doctor wins and you win and everybody's happy. Um, so your disc is real important. Now it's so simple. There are other like personality tests out there, but disc is so easy to understand. Yeah. You can understand yourself where you go in and you look around and you see a doctor and they have all these awards around and you're a high D and he's a high D you can, you, there's certain things you can look in a practice and you can tell and what they are right away or by mm. the words they say. Mm. So, a, so a D likes information fast mm -hmm. and I likes information pretty fast An S and a C they want information slower so they can take their time and look at all the detail and you know, so, you know, working for a D, you got to have some urgency if you're SC working for a D because they're going to expect you to be yeah. like that. It's, so. inter it's interesting because when I first took it, I was, a, I'm one of those unique people and an overachiever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have three. I have three. It was CSD. It was like, no, it was like, no, like C and S are pretty much around the same. And then D is a little higher. Yeah. I is like this little, like, I'm just not, I'm not that person. But when I took your assessment, um, recently at the Hymen, it's now CD. Like it's You're like a professor, S, like straight. And I've gotten more dominant. Actually it was DC. D has gone up a lot because yeah. now I have to talk to my teammates yep. and I have to be a little bit more, um, upfront than I like to. Yeah. And it's interesting how I've evolved and shaped in that way. And Jasmine, that's okay to be upfront. A lot of women take us, if we're, if we're, if we are direct, people say, oh, she's a bitch, but mm -hmm. that's not the case. You just want to get things done. But mm -hmm. automatically we, as women, even men will, uh, will put us in that box of being a bitch if they, and you know, there's a saying, Madonna said it. She goes, sometimes you have to be a bitch to get things done. And it's because, she was always called a bitch because, you know, she was getting, she wanted to get.
she was successful. And that's yeah. the only way to be. Now you can be direct and be kind. Yes. You know, but a lot of people want to get in and they time suck. Yes. And I, I have a really good um, relationship with time and energy because time you can't get back mm-hmm. and energy you can't get back. Well, you can get some energy back, but you cannot buy time back. You know, you can make more money, and, but you can never buy time that's so true. Back. That's so, so, true. so when you have time suckers around you, you got to get them, get away from them, get away from yes. them. You got to stay focused. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. All right. So this is my last question for you. We've got to wrap it up. Sure. Um, what was the best career or personal advice you've ever been given? Um, probably a lot of the things I've been saying is just to, you know, stay focused um, and don't let things get in your way. Persistence will pay off. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always just been, I do everything for a reason. I don't make decisions just to make a decision and go, oh, I feel like it and throw it out in the wind. Mm-hmm. I actually go, I, I go off my gut. Um, and I will tell you, I took a class at MIT, Entrepreneur's Master's Program. And in the, they, have a, they have a class where they teach you about your heart in your head and it's the 80 20 rule and if you listen to your heart your heart is 80 percent right and your head is usually the 20 percent and why they say that is the, it's the science now where they during 9-11 they have um had all these um they have all these measurements of energy around the earth and right before 9-11 the energy level dropped and it's because people were listening to themselves and they didn't go to work that day they didn't get on that plane that day. And that's the only thing that they could tie it back to. And they, they realize that we have electric pulse around our heart, around our brain, but it's the strongest around our heart. Mm. And we're all, and I know this sounds weird, but we're all interconnected through the universe. And it's like, you never, you ever thought about somebody and they call mm-hmm. and you heard from them in like two years, three years. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. There's, there's proof that we are from a molecular um, standpoint that we are all interconnected. Mm-hmm. So if yeah. your heart, your heart's, your heart is always right. Yeah. I love that. I love that. All right. Please tell the listeners where they can find you, how they can download the app. Sure. They can go to dentalpost.net, think of the Apple store, the Android store. Um, I also have Dental Impact group on Facebook. Oh, yes. I have, that's to empower women. I have dental posters. You can post anything. You can share information, tech, you know, scientific, technology, anything in dentistry, share on there. That's what it's for. Um, dental posters, I have, I have over 110 cities um, put up all over the country. So you do dental poster, your city to find it, the big city near you. Um, and if you want to contact me, you're welcome to contact me at Tanya at dentalpost.net. I'm, I'm here for you guys. All right. Thank you so much for being on this show. I really appreciate it. Thanks for tuning into the show. We value each and every one of you. Dive in deeper by visiting the show notes for this episode or listening to more episodes on beyondtheprofi.com. If you found value in the show, share with a friend and leave us a review. We will see you next time, BTP family.